I would like to introduce to you the next Vice President of America. Put your hands together and get super wild for Mr. Spike Collins! So taken aback. Did you know? Did you? I didn't. I, I don't even. I don't. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know what to say. This is a momentous occasion. <laughs> One which I do not take lightly. I thank you, Vermin and Team Supreme, uh, for the confidence you have demonstrated in choosing me to be your running mate for this historic race for the White House. I am honored, and I humbly accept your pledge <coughs> for me to be the Vice President of these United States. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished party members, members of the press, my lovely wife, mom, thank you for that warm welcome. For those here who do not know me, allow me a moment to introduce myself. I am literally Spike Cohen. <laughs> I am a husband, a son, a business owner, and a man of strong conviction. I am the host of two live weekly libertarian programs, which I use to promote the message of self-ownership and non-aggression around the world. In the first grade, I read 815 books in order to win a school contest and get a free pizza at Pizza Hut. And it was delicious, thank you. Friends, when I think of America, I see a shining city on a hill, which itself is in a valley, surrounded by orchards, which are, I suspect, symbolic of something very <laughs> profound. Very profound indeed. But America is at a crossroads. We are about to face the most important election of our lifetimes. And it is crucial that we, the Libertarian Party, nominate candidates, serious candidates, for president and vice president, who will not only win this election, but make positive changes that Americans will enjoy for many generations to come. Now folks, I, like Vermin, am an anarchist. I do not believe government is fit to exist, but I also realize that as vice president, I will not be able to simply snap my fingers and make government go away. And for that reason, I am willing and eager to compromise as hard as I absolutely need to in order to change government from the inside. From the inside. Uh, as we all know, compromising on principle with sociopaths who want to enslave the world is a surefire way to achieve the changes that we want. Yes. And to that end, tonight I am unleashing my bold verbal agreement for an even better America, which builds upon Vermin's four-point platform of free ponies, mandatory toothbrushing, zombie power, and killing baby Hitler, to create the greatest world any of us 
could possibly imagine. Now, folks, this does constitute a verbal contract with you, the American people. And I pledge that all of these things will happen in the first 100 days of our administration, or, I, or else I will resign and be replaced with Baby Yoda. Number one, <laughs> number one, eliminating all federal taxes, tariffs, and fees, and replacing them with a lottery, where the winner gets to sign the Constitution and or the face of any politician of their choice. Number two, also going back in time to kill baby Woodrow Wilson, which ultimately makes killing baby Hitler unnecessary, but we're still going to do that too. Number three, number three, full legalization of recreational plutonium. That one's actually serious. Uh, number, number four, free cheesy bread with the purchase of any federal explosives permit. Also serious. Yeah. Five, developing bullets that, instead of harming you, do helpful things like relieve headaches and clear up nasal congestion, thereby finally bending the cost curve on healthcare once and for all. Uh, number six, requiring, please, this was a favorite with the, with the team, by the way. Number six, requiring police officers to sing the Barney theme song oh, yes. to anyone they arrest. This is common sense legislation, thank you. And the suspect will have to be released without charge if the arresting officer fails to sing every part of the song in key or in any other way does not portray themselves as a convincing Barney. Number seven, retrofitting your ponies with 20 millimeter Vulcan cannons. Finally! Yes. Thank you. Legit. Here, here. Good. <coughs> Number eight, waffle houses on every corner. Now, of cronyism to the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, of which I am the head, for purely political purposes. Number nine, impeaching every member of the Supreme Court and replacing them with the janitor. <laughs> His name is Reginald, and he will be our king. This is just a photo of a badger. This is just a badger. Friends, this is a moment that you will tell your progeny about for decades to come. The moment when we chose to be bold and radical. The moment when we separated the wheat from the chafee. <laughs> the moment when we looked the gift pony directly in the mouth. My dear friends, if you nominate Vermin and myself to be president and vice president, we promise that all of your wildest dreams will indeed come true. Wow. So what are we waiting for? Let's ride our ponies into a zombie-powered future with cheesy bread and badgers for all. Welcome to the Vanguard. 
for the future vice president of the United States, Spike Cohen. I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. That just made me feel so dirty to say. What, the future vice president of America? Hey everybody, how are you doing? Welcome to my America. Welcome to Cohen's America. Imagine when that happens. Can you imagine when bad things happen and everyone goes, well, welcome to Spike's America. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Don't blame me. I voted for not Spike. Not Spike. <laughs> I voted for the one who wasn't running with the guy with the boot on his head. <laughs> now all the ponies are free. My pony business is ruined. Uh, first and foremost, allow me to thank Robert Evelyn Carmichael III for the kava that I am drinking on today's episode. That name never ceases to... Like, that's impressive to get a drink made by a Robert Evelyn Carmichael III. I know. You would almost think it wasn't his real name. Oh. And allow me to thank Krogerick L. Grocery Storenstein for my delicious purified drinking water. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. Presidential drinking water. Vice presidential mm. drinking water. That's right. And chief of staff to the vice presidential Kava. <laughs> chief of staff to vice presidential Kava, of course. Um, so, Matt, how was your weekend? Lackluster. Lackluster. I didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, okay. I worked. Um. Yeah, that's about it. What about you? Sounds exciting. Okay. I just, you know, same old thing. Went to Nashville, meet some new friends. Oh, uh, did you go by uh, any good coffee shops while you were there? Oh, crap. No, and I actually meant to do God, that. God, you're no. just awful. You were just awful. I know. I'm actually the worst person. I, uh, I I meant to, but then I didn't. Um. No, I and I swear that I did actually mean to do that. But, um... Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I, so I met some, met up with some friends, went to see a, a, a showing of a documentary about a guy named Vermin Supreme. Uh, got to hang out with him, went dancing that night, uh, and then, uh, and then got to meet some of my dancing friends in the Nashville area that I've never met before. And, uh, and then, uh, the following night I was invited to this, uh, nice little event with Tom Arnold. Liberty Claus was there. Um, right. Vermin Supreme, Desiree Lindsay, Mike Shipley was there. Oh, man, a whole bunch of other people whose names, Dave Jones, oh, Matt Crum, uh, Josh, I don't remember his last name right at the moment, but he was there, and just a whole bunch of fun people, had a lot of fun there. My mom and wife were there, too, for some reason, and uh, yeah, just having a good time, and then uh, it turns out that Vermin Supreme wants me to be his vice president, and thankfully... Uh, I had a ten-point plan, my verbal contract for an even better America that I uh, that I keep uh, on me at all times, and uh, and so it was uh, serendipitous, to say the least, Matt. Well, it's just really good you had it on you in That's this what moment. I'm yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it was very, it was a very good thing. So uh, yeah, so this episode is brought to you by the, where are we? Libertarian Party Dad Bod Cal- Libertarian Dad Bod Calendar featuring this sexy vice president right there. The vice president of America right there with his nipples all all engorged. And uh you can have that for the low, low holiday price of twelve dollars, which includes taxes and shipping. Twelve bucks right out the right out the door. 
uh, right to your doorstep or your mailbox or whatever. And you can take that. Uh, it's got me. It's got vermin. It's got a, a bunch of other people in it. And you can uh, you can uh, hang it from your fridge or wherever you hang sexy libertarian men in your home. Twelve bucks, libertariandadbod.com. It's also brought to you, of course, by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, which is, of course, the fastest growing waffle related. Uh, what are we calling it? Waffle related caucus of the. Gosh, I don't even remember. What are we? What are we? What are we calling them? <laughs> I don't know. You have changed it now like four different times. You've changed it from like it, we were the fastest growing libertarian uh, food based libertarian uh, caucus. We're the fastest food based food service based libertarian growing, caucus. Now we're the fastest growing waffle based waffle based caucus. Well, I mean, we're just you know, I mean, I, I don't know what the what the the. Bob's Big Boy Caucus did this week, but as far as I understand, we are the fastest growing uh, waffle caucus and donkey related caucus. Uh, and then also brought to you by the uh, Supreme Spike 2020 campaign. Uh, and uh, we hope to have your vote in uh, over there in uh, next November. Actually, we need your vote before that, um, Matt, because we have to. Uh, we need to uh, get enough delegates to get to Austin and uh, for the Libertarian Party convention and vote for Vermin to be president and for uh, this guy right here to be your next vice president. So we're going to be working on that next few months. Matt? I'm really upset because my vape just broke. Oh, wow. And- yeah, and I'm about to do two hours of a show with no nicotine, so that's no going to be real fun for everybody. Do you want me to want me to take over while you get? Do you have a backup vape? I don't know. Oh my god! I know this is a this is going to get real in a minute. <laughs> going to be uh, really angry by the time we get to our top thirteen things. We got a lot of we got some crazy segments here, and we better get them started. Before Matt loses his mind on a nicotine fit and okay. starts screaming at everyone. Oh no! That oh no, we're good. A little bit. I mean, little, that's not going to last me long, but we'll see okay, what happens. Well, let's just move fast, guys. So, uh, rapid fire. So, uh, speaking of angry, just angry, bitter people who just wish we just wish they'd stop. Rashida Tlaib, a congresswoman from Michigan, I believe, uh, she found out about that shooting in Jersey City, New Jersey. Where a uh, where someone killed uh, a bunch of uh, of Jewish people, and she was not happy about it. She tweeted uh, that this was heartbreaking and that white supremacy kills. Which of course we know white supremacy kills. Uh, we uh, here and at Muddy we Water, knew that that was heartbreaking. We knew it was heartbreaking. We knew that white supremacy kills. And we knew that the uh, uh, you know we here at Muddy Waters are, are against uh, white supremacy and just heartbreaking things in general. And uh, and uh, but then something funny happened, Matt. It turns out that uh, Congress Lady Tlaib found out, I think I'm saying her name right, uh, that uh, it turns out that the person who killed the Jews in Jersey City was, in fact, uh, it was two uh, black Hebrew black Hebrew Israelites. They are uh, from a, uh, I guess, sect of people who believe that they are the real Jews and they hate the what everyone else considers the real Jews such as the Jews. 
and uh, and so they uh, they don't like them, and 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 they they snapped and killed them. And so I'm going to show you how uh, Rashida Tlaib corrected this. That's what she did right there. She just deleted it, deleted the entire post, deleted it, which is understandable. I don't think you can actually edit tweets. And then uh, here's here's what she posted after that as a correction. Uh oh. No, oh, weird. Hmm. Did we not get that? Did we not get that overlay? My understanding was that this was heartbreaking. Anyway, so uh, yeah, she didn't tweet anything else after that, and has completely ignored it since. Yeah, not Leading... not, a, not a word from her about this uh, since it turned out that it was two black Hebrew Israelites that killed the the Israelites over there, the Jewish over there in New Jersey City. Jersey City, New Jersey. Now, again, uh, I, under, I understand that she deleted her initial tweet. It was incorrect, and it's insensitive to the people to that, you know, the victims of the It's the insensitive family. to the white supremacists. <laughs> it's insensitive to the people she blamed. No, it's insensitive to the families of the people who died that, you know, you're blaming right. it on this thing or whatever, whatever. Fine. You delete it. Now, certainly you put up something that just says, oh, I don't know, this is heartbreaking. Right. This is heartbreaking, and uh, we need to do something about about all the division and hatred in this country. No. Even still blame it on Trump. You know, Trump has some, I heard Trump has some black supporters. <laughs> These were obviously These Trump were supporters. Obvious, <laughs> obvious Trump These supporters. These were obviously Trump supporters. <laughs> obvious Trump supporters. Strike again, guys. Black Hebrew Israelites who hate Jewish people are obviously Trump supporters. <laughs> I mean, they check all the boxes. Right. Or you could have, I mean, I'm not even saying that she needed to go after black Hebrew or Israelites or anything like that. Uh, even just say, hey, this is, still think it's heartbreaking. And I'm correcting something. You don't even have to acknowledge that you're correcting anything. Nope, nothing. It's almost as though she didn't actually care about dead Jews or find it heartbreaking at all, Matt. It's almost right. as though she, she really didn't care. About, grandstand? Almost, just a just a little bit. She was just, just trying to grandstand smidge. on the uh, bodies of the dead Jewish people almost. in Jersey City. That's what it seems like. That's it just felt grandstandy on body Z. It felt kind of Jewy body standy grandy. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so that happened. And uh, so we wish her well. Uh, speaking of grandstanding, uh, my <laughs> favorite activist... Grand- Speaking of Speaking which, of the grandstanding on the bodies slightly of less morbid grandstanding. Uh, my favorite activist, Greta Thunberg, uh, got the Time Person of the Year Award. Uh, of course, Matt, unavailable for comment were any of the Hong Kong protesters because they were out doing something. Something. Yeah. Uh, I find this one, I find this one, uh, like people are like, oh, you can't pick on her. She's a kid and you can't pick on her. She's got autism or she's got selective mutism or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I can because you've decided to parade yourself out there in the public. Um, Selective mutism? Yeah. Yeah. Selective mutism. Uh, Because her brain don't work well, as she one time said when she couldn't answer a question. Um, And I'm not making fun of her. She did say that. And she said it very brokenly uh, because as they said, she has a slight autism and selective mutism. Um, Her so mutism is awful selective. Real selective. Like whenever somebody asks her a question that she's not doesn't have a script for. Ah. Uh, 
but yeah, she uh she is real good when she has a script and she has a mm-hmm. teleprompter and she's real right. real good when uh she doesn't have anybody asking her questions and she can just sit there and say things like how dare you you this have stolen my wrong. childhood i wish i had that video we had this video of greta thunberg as a swedish death metal singer and it was just oh yeah we opened with that one week I remember oh my that. lord that was amazing that was so good i heard, um, but... i respected her a lot more after that actually <laughs> i shouldn't but... even be here boom 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 um but yeah, the uh, the people in Hong Kong who are out there daily fighting for their freedoms, fighting to gain what so many of us here in America take for granted. And Greta Thunberg is coming over here on her sailboat and then riding around in diesel trains, eating out of single pl- single use plastic tubs, <laughs> dipping bread from single use plastic bags. And- you have to keep your bread clean, Matt. Listen, I'm I. I remember what it was like being a teenager that's on fire for stuff I believe in, which was mostly weed legalization. But I was I was on fire for it, as was the weed. That's not true, though. I've always been sober. Um, and so I get it. This is something that means a lot to you. You're going around the world and you're doing all this stuff. I'm not really upset at her because everyone's telling her, hey, we want you to go around the world and talk about this and you're doing a great thing. I'm not really, I, I, I'm having a hard time being upset at a 16-year-old who's convinced that she's saving the world. It's the cynical people behind it who intentionally are putting this kid up to face not just legitimate scorn, but also just some bitter people giving her endless ridicule about stuff like her autism or how she looks or whatever. So only for one purpose, so that they can turn around and go, how dare you make fun of this child and equate anyone giving legitimate criticisms of what she's having to say with those, you know, the worst people that are treating her that way. And it's just an incredibly, it's the whole, you know, put a kid in front of everyone and, you know, subject them to all sorts of ridicule and everything else so that you can use them as a, as a victim. Exactly. Exactly. And so I just, it's, it's sad. It's sad. And, uh, you know, but she's on the cover of time. So that's good for her. So speaking right, of, yeah, she got the, she got the co- cover of time and that's because time magazine has an agenda to push and, and none of it does it include increasing the freedoms of people from somewhere else. Yeah. So, you know, also had a great weekend uh, or week, uh, Boris Johnson, Matt. Yeah. Boris Johnson. Yeah, he did. He actually did have a good week. <laughs> he had a, uh, had a great week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Boris Johnson and the Tory party won a massive landslide election in England. And if anybody was paying attention to this even a little bit right before the uh, election were to happen, it was too close to call. It was too close to call. They didn't know who was going to win, whether Labour would win or whether the Tories would win. And every poll had it like minusculely either one way or the other. Right, and then, right, right. Bam, just Tories overran the uh, English government. Most seats won by Tory since 1987. So the Thatcher years. Yeah, since Thatcher. Yep. That is pretty intense. I, I have to I have to call out this comment. I know we don't usually do that in rapid fire, but a Hamp Yant says uh it's he said 
This could get ugly. I couldn't even watch this high-quality entertainment without my douche flute. He's referring to a vape. Ah, that makes way more sense now. Yeah. No, he's referring to a vape. Okay. Personally, I, I just think didn't know I what think he Camp was is expecting. just rubbing it in that he has nicotine and I don't. Well, it seems like something's coming out of there. No, that, I think that was the last hit I was getting out of that one. I think I burned through all of these. Oh, no. Well, then we won't call you a douche anymore. So, yeah, uh, uh, the UK. So, yeah, Boris Johnson blowing everyone else out of the water. Um, Brexit's pretty – I mean, if Brexit doesn't pass now, then oh. I'm certainly going to laugh because, I mean, we have to get Brexit done, get Brexit done. And he did that ad that uh, you know where he recreates the Love Actually scene. Have you seen that? The love actually, yeah. He he cre- recreates the love actually scene where the guy's holding the flash card, the poster uh, board, the, the, and saying, "Oh, say it's carolers or whatever. Tell them it's carolers." Yeah. So there's this lady watching an ad and saying, "I just wish they'd get this Brexit thing done already." And the guy's like, "Yeah." And then someone knocks on the door and he goes, "Who the hell's coming to our house this time?" She says, "I'll go answer it." And she goes and answers and she opens it up and it's Boris Johnson holding a bunch of posters and it says tell him it's carolers and he starts playing a thing where people are caroling and she's like it's carolers and he does this, we got to get brexit done you know anyway whatever it was funny um but so he he wins this election brexit if brexit doesn't pass now it's never going to pass so it, it's probably going to pass uh real quick i'm sorry you brought up love actually especially that scene so for oh anybody no. watching oh this no. uh <laughs> i'm oh going to no. spoil something for a bunch oh of no. people here uh so oh no. The guy who I'm, plays I'm Rick sorry. Grimes in the guy who plays Rick Grimes in uh, The Walking Dead plays the character who does that. He goes to the house and he's holding up the cardboard and says, "Say it's mm-hmm. Carlers," and he starts playing. And mm-hmm. The guy that's on the inside goes, "Tell him to fuck off," and he's like doing the signs. And it's like, "I just want to say that you are the most beautiful woman in the world." Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. This is his best friend's wife. This is his best friend's wife. He is doing this to. He is an awful awful human being just terrible you do not do that to your best friend's wife to your best friend nor his wife or her wife you know it's 20 almost 2020 yeah don't assume genders here please. right so like so many people were like that was such a sweet scene and i was like it's that guy's his wife. an asshole it's his best friend's wife so brexit probably gonna happen Right, Brexit's probably going to happen. Speaking of banging your your friend's wife, uh, Brexit's probably <laughs> going to happen, and uh, and so and so, uh, but yeah, the British people, Matt, not very happy at all, as they no. would say. They're not happy. Well, well forty some odd on- percent are. Yeah, I was going to say it really kind of depends on which British people you're asking here. A plurality of British voters certainly are. Uh, yeah. But uh, the rest of them, not so much. And uh, our own Matt Wright was on the scene. I'm marching because I'm really angry that the Tories have been elected. We're going to lose the NHS. Just like, I feel like we're living in a really... There's no compassion in the society. Like, if people want to elect put someone like Boris Johnson, who has said horrible, horrible things about so many sort of marginalised groups, I just think it's fucked. It's like totally... I'm angry. I'm marching because I'm angry. Donald J. Trump is now president of the United States. President Obama is the ex-president. And Mr. Trump, for the moment, steps... We're marching for our 
freedom and for our country and for all the vulnerable people who are being fucked over by the Tories. I am so sorry <laughs> to my world. I am so sorry to my world. This is not what we want. I'm sorry. We will face challenges. There's so much potential. But um, we will get the job done. For beauty and for devastation. In this one moment, it's almost incomprehensible that they can exist right now. So. And we are grateful. So close. I think Brexit is a really stupid idea, and I am very worried about what's going to happen. Luckily, there are many options for me as an EU migrant, but I'm even more worried for my Scottish friends who are going to be stuck here on a very small island with a bunch of bigots. What a great honour to be able to introduce for the first time ever anywhere the 45th President of the United States of America, Donald All of those not from uh, England, by the way. Um, not uh, one of them, decidedly not. But yeah, she was sorry them, for her world. So. Yeah, she's very sorry for the entire world. I would be uh, I am as well. I'm sorry, world. And uh, Bass says that apparently I haven't heard the song "Layla" by Eric Clapton. He spelled it incorrectly, but uh, yes, I have heard the song "Layla," and that still is the same uh, instance. Because hey. Do you know what the difference between a baby and a bag of cocaine is? Buck 50? Eric Clapton would never let a bag of cocaine fall out a window. Um, yeah. And he took George Harrison's wife. So he's an asshole too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not helping, Bass. This is So we have two types of shows. One that's political and one where like Matt rants about pop culture. Yeah random pop culture yeah. it's like the most rant like why he the last i think our last episode you were mad at titanic the entire franchise That's because titanic is the worst movie no, of no, like ever go. and it's so bad watch. and watch. it should have never won best picture and why is that stupid academy didn't want it to be the first billion dollar film ever made it never would have been best picture that's good stuff um <laughs> so yeah so uh speaking of titanic um virginia <laughs> Virginia, speaking of the biggest disaster ever, uh, in Virginia, state lawmakers, along with Governor Ralph Northam of Michael Jackson dancing fame, uh, have promised Virginians uh, a host of uh, much stricter gun laws as Democrats take full power in the state for the first time in decades, Matt. Yeah, probably about for the first time since the Tories won this kind of election. Um... It's just been a 1980s record-breaking type of day. Yeah. So uh, as we all know, Virginia turned blue uh, a couple of weeks back. And uh, one of the many things that the Democrats have been running on in Virginia, my former home state, which I'm very glad to have left, mm -hmm. um, is very uh, much stricter gun control. Uh, one of these laws that they are planning uh, includes we talked about it a little bit on the show last week, yeah. includes making it a class five felony to teach people how to use weapons. We talked about this a little bit last week, uh, but as it says here, uh, the demonstrating uh, in, in, to any person the use, application, or making of any firearm, explosive, or incendiary device or technique capable of causing injury or death to persons. Uh, basically, if I teach you how to use a gun, 
a weapon. I am now committed a weapon. Anyway. Not just a, if I were to show you in my keys and say, hey, listen, if, you know, I tell, you know, like a female friend or something, hey, if someone's attacking you, you get your keys and, and you poke them in the eyeball. That'll fix it. Um, class I just five committed felony. class five felony. So if you're in Virginia, uh, just disregard all that. <laughs> Let them do whatever, I guess. Um, but yeah, so uh, in in response to this, what many uh, counties in Virginia are doing, and you know, this is the this is the Commonwealth that I kind of remember living in, um, are declaring themselves two A sanctuary cities and or counties. Uh, as you can see there, all of the green in that graph are all of the sanctuary counties. The orange ones have pending hearings on whether or not they're going to do it. Blue is no action or status. Red, uh, they rejected it. Yellow, I can't read what yellow says. Uh, but if you take a look, there's a, a green one in the upper right. It's, surrounded it's, by it's, some- it's, it's approved pro-constitutional 2A resolution. So not necessarily a sanctuary status, but, you know, some something. And if you look in the, uh, there's a red, there's a red county, a blue county, and a green county surrounded by some oranges. Mm-hmm. I lived in that green county, but I lived in the dots where there's no activity or status within that green county. Ah. So, uh, yeah, that is uh, Manassas and Manassas Park, and they uh, apparently are not going to be doing anything to uh, try to protect themselves. Now, many uh, legal scholars are saying that this is just for show. There's nothing that the counties can actually do. Um, I think that that kind of depends on whether or not the localities are going to be willing to uh, enforce it. Or refuse to enforce, you know, the the state laws. The, uh, The interesting thing here is that so you see, I've, I've seen a lot. First of all, I think that this map might be a little, um, so I'm have, I have a feeling and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but that those red, uh, and blue States are ones that, uh, have most of the population. Is that correct? Uh, let's see. Yeah. The red and the blue at the top does the one in the middle. I can't see what County that is, but that might be where Richmond is. Okay. But I was just venturing to guess. Yeah, that those are yeah, the that, that would be centers. where pretty much the heavier populous areas yeah, are. That's what my guess was. So, and I may be wrong, but I mean, so I think it's at, at the very least, it's a lot. There are a lot more Virginians by percentage that are not being protected than it would look like in this map. Um, but uh, uh, the interesting thing with this is, so you know, we know of the sanctuary cities and counties when it comes as it comes to uh, enforcing immigration laws, where the the police are directed not to. Uh, cooperate with immigration officials. Republicans get very upset about that. Democrats are very supportive of it. When it comes to guns, they flip around. The, uh, you know, the the um, you know, you have this with the sanctuaries for gun ownership. Republicans are very happy about it. Democrats are not very happy about it. Uh, and it's it's an interesting thing because they both use the exact same flip arguments on immigration. Once the Democrats say. You know, the cities have the right to, you know, stand up for the rights of the people living in them. And then on the Republican side, they say, no, the federal law trumps all, uh, you know, all state and city law. Uh, uh, and then flip, they flip arguments with that. Um, but, yeah, so it's going to be very interesting with this. Um, now, Governor Michael Jackson, blackface, uh, the only person to uh, impersonate 
Michael Jackson by going completely blackface. Yes, he did. Which is what one thinks of when they think of Michael Jackson. That's right. Is shoe well, polish black. Didn't Trudeau do the same? Didn't Trudeau do the same thing? Yeah, he went shoe polish black to be a freaking Arabian Nights. Because that's well, what they he, look like. I thought he did. I thought he did uh, a. I thought he did a show where he was like Michael Jackson or somebody. Oh, I, I don't know. Mike, I thought he did Michael Jackson. I oh, could maybe. be wrong. But yeah, he did do shoe polish black to be Aladdin or whatever. Yeah, because that's what Aladdin looks like. Is just freaking like this shirt black with you know red lips. That's yeah. that's Michael Jackson. If I ever seen him. That's, um, but so uh, he has uh, actually has been thinking about activating the National Guard to force uh, these cities and states to, cities and counties to uh, uh, enforce the uh, the gun laws. Yep. Uh, the, adjunct, the adjunct general of the Virginia National Guard gave a very, very long response to this, which was essentially a very long way. I didn't even put it in the notes because uh, he gave 150 words to say no comment. Oh, well, good. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, we will, you know, look at it when it comes about, you know, we have to look at each case, blah, 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 blah. I said, well, he, he didn't say anything in his entire statement. It was, it was 150 words of no comment. Of just, I have no comment for this. Well, he Um, wouldn't because it's not up to him, right? If the governor calls him up, he, he could like, he doesn't have any latitude in whether or not to do what the governor says, does he? I did no comment. Yeah, and I don't either. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. So, in in defense of this, the Virginia uh, Assembly has proposed a new bill that would result in the termination of any public safety official, which reads uh, law enforcement official in there, uh, who does not comply with state law. So that means if they pass gun control laws that even police officers find to be unconstitutional and do not want to enforce, they will now lose their jobs. So basically the no good apples law. If there is a cop who is not willing to violate your right to keep and bear arms, gonzo. According to Matt Hicks, uh, state adjutants are elected and have some latitude. Oh, very interesting. That would be fun to watch the governor say, hee hee, ow, ee, go enforce. And he's like, no. And then the, and then the, the governor says, well, I'm going to have to dress in blackface. And then, my, and then the lieutenant governor says, oh, I'm sorry, I was busy raping someone. Well, what's going on? Because um, that just went away. And we're supposed to pretend that that didn't happen, that he well, like, forced. How did I not put that in the end of this? He, that he forced a woman we're going to add to give moral sex at the democratic national convention. Right. He did something else too, right? Didn't he rape someone yeah, else? Uh, something at Duke university. Like in the same time, the governor because, yeah, got at Duke. Yeah. At blood. Duke university, he, he, Oh yeah. Duke university did something. And then at the democratic yeah, he national convention, raped a girl. And when she said, why me? Because I, she came to him to talk to him about a previous assault that, that she had been raped. He, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he goes, because I knew you wouldn't say anything to anybody. Yeah, Justin Fairfax, Lieutenant Governor. Justin Fairfax. Um, yeah, I for man, I didn't even put that in the uh, don't things worry, we forgot about Virginians. 
Don't worry, Virginians. Justin Fairfax will protect Justin you. Justin Fairfax is going to protect you. And Give him if, your guns. If Governor Blackface uh, and Governor the, Blackface and Lieutenant Justin Fairfax is going to be there to protect you in his strong arms. Governor Blackface and Lieutenant Governor Rape the Rape Victims yep. are here to save the day. That's so right. Turn those guns in, guys. Um, so, you know, cops are, of course, going to be faced with the dilemma of obeying the new laws passed or losing their jobs uh, when faced with these options. Which decision do you think they're going to make? It, they're going to take their jobs. 100% they're taking their jobs. This isn't even a question. They do this every day. Do you think that every cop goes on the beat and is like, man, I love all these laws I'm enforcing? They're just great. This law, this isn't stupid at all. I'm definitely going to enforce the hell out of this because I like it so much. They do it because it's their job. You know how they say just doing their jobs? That's a bad thing. Right. Like we say that as though it's okay. That's actually the problem. They're not out there doing it with vim and vigor. They're doing it because it's their job. They don't have to like it. That's not actually a redeemable feature. And it's probably something people should stop using as an argument. Well, they're, they're just doing their jobs. That kind of makes them monsters. Anyway, so they're going to... Um, they're they're right, definitely yeah, going to uh, enforce A handful of people may resign in protest. But most yeah, of them are going to just... People are still... There's still going to be police. And it's still going to be the same kids that got kicked out of high school. Or, you know couldn't make it anywhere else and or got bullied and then they became a cop because they didn't know so they what else to bully do. everyone yeah right uh hamp says tragic boating incidents are trending in virginia that's yes that's going to happen <coughs> that is going to happen there's going to be tragic boating uh boating yes. ac- accidents all up and down the chesapeake and all in the atlantic uh off virginia beach and up up in the mountains the boating mountain accidents <laughs> Different in, lakes and rivers. Up in Hot Springs, Virginia. Just, I was on my mountain boat and crashed my into the boat. Crashed into the mountain. Crashed into the mountain. And sunk down oh. to the bottom of the mountain. Press F. Well, Matt, I, I have to imagine that everything's okay. We just need to vote Republican, and that'll fix this. You would think so, except. Um... As we are quick to remind you here on this show, uh, Trump, sure, we'll go with Crenshaw too. Uh, <laughs> Crenshaw, uh, Representative Do- Donald Crenshaw, Representative Dan Crenshaw uh, tweeted back in August. Uh, that we should start with TAPS Act, maybe also implement state red flag laws or gun violence restraining orders, stop them before they can hurt someone. You also have Trump, who is a Republican pro Second Amendment president who has done more, who has who has done more to hinder your right to own guns than President Obama. Yeah. Like a lot more, like it's not even close. A lot more. Like no one can dispute like on the margins or whatever that he has across the board. There was actually a in some cases, some aspects of gun control, a relaxation of laws by virtue of things you know, reaching the sunset of their law and not being able to be re- renewed. And also by his, the Obama-led ATF relaxed a, a lot of uh, regulations on bump stocks, 
uh, assault weapons for Mexican drug cartels. I mean, it was really a bonanza for for if you were into guns, especially if you're a Mexican drug cartel again. Um, but the uh, but the uh, now to answer the so don't be fooled by you know the false promises of the Second Amendment, including from the NRA, because they definitely don't want you to have anything they don't want you to have. Every right. single gun control law in the books, we say this all the time, was passed with the approval and in many cases the the sponsoring and the helping of writing of the NRA. Right. So uh, now to answer uh, the philosopher from last week, uh, she asked, uh, well, she said, what do you think are the possible triggers for the, the, boog, the boogaloo? Uh, but then she also asked where we thought it might pop off and... Uh, Virginia. You know, Virginia's looking like a really good battleground state. Virginia's again. looking like a possible. Virginia is looking like it could uh, just be the territory. Right. It could. It could. I, it, it I, like, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say d- definitively that that's where it's going to be. That, you know, that's going to be the battleground. That's the boogaloo. Uh, but if you have police officers who are saying, look, I have to do this or I'm losing my job. You're going to have people going, I don't care about your job. Yeah. Screw your job. I don't even know you. So why would I care about your job? My ability to defend myself. You don't care about my freedom. I don't care about your job. Right. Seems like my freedom. I don't care about the protection that I want to provide for my family. I don't care about the paycheck you want to provide for yours. Yeah. Now, uh, good news uh, on the, the front is once uh, Vermin Supreme and I are president and vice president, we're actually going to take your guns and uh, replace them with better guns. That's actually part of the the Supreme. Is this going to be like a, the buyback point. programs where I just have to bring you something that qualifies as a gun and you will and, replace and you it? will get like a yeah like a twenty millimeter Vulcan cannon. Um, oh sweet. Okay. Yeah, or and or even like the thirty millimeter welding one. together random pieces of metal. That's fine. <clears throat> the goal is to just really get a lot of really good guns out there for free. Good. good. So yeah, if you want to bl- take a pipe and put it on a piece of wood and put a fake trigger on it, and then you go there and you get like you know like some kind of like anti-aircraft missile or something. That's that's the goal. We know that there will be abuse of the system, and that's a feature and not a bug. <laughs> um, right. So uh, something to look forward to there <laughs> speaking of something to look forward to uh matt uh it's now time for the one of my chris. oh no yes 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 the chris reynolds personal yeah. injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moment slash moment of spike confusing matt um and uh we already started that first part just now and i'm going to stop it so that we can uh, listen to Chris. So this is uh, our biggest and most special sponsor, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law scene here. I'm going to, to top you, I'm just going to get him tattooed right here so people can always see him when I'm on. I'm going to wear Chris Reynolds makeup on my face to look <laughs> like Chris face, Reynolds. To, to top me getting a tattoo of Chris <laughs> Reynolds on my heart. On your, oh, inside, on your heart. I'm going to get it on my face, Matt. I'm gonna get t- Chris, gonna Renna, get Chris Reynolds, Chris Reynolds permanent makeup <laughs> tattoo. That's a promise, America. Um, so yeah, so this is our. Oh, we only have one for today, but I bet it's special because it says special. So mm. this is from 
Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here coming at you with a little bit of uh, illness, unfortunately, but with the big news of vice presidential candidate Spike Cohen um, and his uh, announcement that he is running, um, I had to get something out, obviously. Of course. So uh, one of the first things that it got me thinking was um, of all the amazing vice presidents that we've had throughout our, our country's tenure. Which one would be most like uh, Spike? And you know, everyone Andrew knows Johnson. obviously that I'm I'm an Aaron Burr guy. Um, but you know, is he more of a Walter Mondale? Is he more of a, a, a Carter? Uh, maybe even a Dan Quayle? I don't know. Um, I would love Spike <laughs> to kind of give us you know I mean, if you could mix and match from a couple of the the big ones um, who he would like to be. Oh no. Um... I'd like to consider myself a bit of a Coolidge combined with... He wasn't ever a vice president, though. Was he? I don't think he was. Yeah, he was um, Harding's vice president, right? Was he? Or am I completely screwing up that timeline? Hang on. We, we, we have the internet. We can find this out. I, I didn't think he was. Starting to sound like a bit of a quail, to tell you the truth. Well, uh, you have the looks of a quail. Thank you. I have the the hair situation of a quail. And I mean like the bird. Um, Oh, yeah. He was a... He was vice president. No, he wasn't. That's a lie. That's a dirty, dirty lie. No, I don't think he was. No? Uh, Man, my timeline is all kinds of screwed up. Does this include like candidates, people that didn't actually get to be president? I'm definitely not a Sarah Palin. I will tell you. Okay, that. so yes, he was, he was the vice president under William G. Harding. Warren G. Harding. Warren, um, yeah. Warren G. Harding. Uh, let's see who else. A little bit. Of, so, yeah. Definitely not. Did you say Andrew Johnson? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He fired the entire. He fired the entire oh, that's judicial. Right. <laughs> that's right. And he got. Impeached. I mean, he did get impeached when he was president, but. But he got it. He got away with it. He got away with it. Um, Bass says you seem like a Gerald Ford, except Spike will be will have been elected. I'm not nearly as athletic as Gerald Ford was. So not the Sandy Koufax that we all hoped you'd be. Uh, you're definitely not. A... <laughs> um. <laughs> You're definitely not. You're definitely not an LBJ. I'm a. I mean, I I have like zest. You know, like the zest that they get from citrus fruit. I have the zest of Spiro Agnew. Mm. Right. Sure. Um. You're definitely not a Bush. No, God, no. Yeah, you're 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 not a Bush. You're not. No, I'm not a Bush. You're definitely no. not Gore. Um, God, I, uh, I mean, the easiest way there are times at Walmart that I feel like a Cheney. I will say that. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to like blast someone with birdshot, make them apologize to me. Well, I wouldn't do it though. Wouldn't do it. If they got in your line of sight, really. Um, I'm hunting quail in here. What's going on? (laughs) Or pheasant or whatever. 
Uh, it was legal to hunt quail here in Florida Walmarts. I can't hunt pheasant at the Walmart. Uh, goodness, uh, that's a yeah, good that's, question. That's, that's difficult. I remember years ago there was um, a that's joke difficult to know on... if you can hunt at Walmart. No, well, depends. Oh. I mean, in Texas, um, there was a joke on how do you make somebody absolute you elect them vice president because they just sort of disappear after that. Uh, you kind of I'm just looking forward to it. I want to just be left alone. Yeah. Um, Aaron, Aaron Burr. Like, Aaron Burr. Aaron, like, that's tough. I want to, I, I only want to inadvertently shoot someone. I don't see. Yeah. I don't see spike getting so uh, amped up about something that he will challenge somebody to a duel. I could see him challenging him to a snark off. But not like a duel. Yeah. But my snark is almost as likely to kill as a flintlock pistol mm. from the 18th century. So that's. Uh, so Strom Thurmond. But was he, he was never a vice presidential candidate. Yeah, he was he a president. vice president. He, he yeah, lived for like 400 years, but I, don't I mean, that, think would he was nice. ever... that would be nice to live a long time. Yeah. yeah. Live a long time. Um, yeah. Um, man. Uh, yeah. I think, I think those, those would probably be my, uh, definitely not Truman. Right. Definitely not Truman. Uh, but that's a good question, guys. If uh, if you can think of the of a, a vice president or vice presidential candidate that you think I'm like, be sure to let us know, and I will tell you no. Or yes, actually, I might tell you yes because I don't know. Um, so yeah, so thank you for that question, Chris. I don't. I, I think I tagged you. Uh, I, I wore you up until when they announced me, and I switched over to my name tag here. So I because uh, I didn't know what was about to happen. And. Uh, I had no idea. I like that you uh, put your name tag on upside down, by the way. I I didn't know I did that. So I went um, and I hugged my mom. And as I was uh, bending down to hug my wife, who was thrilled, by the way. uh, Oh, yeah. She's super happy. She's so happy uh, about all that. Uh, uh, It fell off and I just put it back on. But I didn't realize I had it on upside down. I was just focused on the badger, man. I was just focused on the badger. Um, So, yeah. That That point 10 was important. The point ten. Uh, it was part of your ten point verbal agreement. Was a bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Point number ten. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, no, it was it was definitely important. And uh, I'm glad that I that I got it done. And speaking of getting it done, Matt, my friend, <laughs> this is one hell of a workaround to get there. Nice job. This though. is uh Let me tell you something, Matt. We gotta. In fact, some libertarians were not happy when. Uh, Go, uh, I guess former is he? Is has he, he's still governor now, right? Or the I has think, the inauguration I think already he's happened? Gone now. I think he's gone. I'm not sure how Kentucky does it, but I think okay. I think he's done. Well, uh, recently unelected or de-elected, replaced non-reelected, non-reelected, replaced uh, uh, governor uh, Matt Bevin had a fun. He's all having week. fun weeks. He had a week. So upon uh pictured here having a fun week. That's 
<laughs> um, upon uh, leaving office, Matt Bevan, pictured there with something, what appears to be something in his mouth, yeah. uh, <laughs> he restored the voting rights to over 140,000 convicted felons and issued more than 400 pardons. Now, of the 140,000 voting restorations, all of them were granted to nonviolent offenders. Which is good. That's good. We're like A that. good majority of the pardons that he gave were also to nonviolent offenders. Also so good. both of those, both of those uh, very, very good things. Those are good things. We're happy so far. The story so far, good story. Yeah, good story. But he didn't but. stop there. Uh-oh. Matt, Matt just, uh, he kept going. And he uh, started off by pardoning Delmar Parton. Oh, that sounds like a perfectly reasonable person. Right. Couldn't have done He was convicted of murdering his former lover and stuffing her headless body into a 55-gallon drum at a chemical plant in Barberville in 1993. Oh. Yeah, Parton was serving a life sentence in print. In prison, defense attorneys argued at the trial that there was only a five to ten minute window of time for Parton to commit the crime. There was no physical evidence linking him to the death. Parton was serving a life sentence, and I must have hit pace twice. Um, but <laughs> I wish you hadn't noticed that. We could have just gone through the whole, but, but with a different intonation. Right. Uh, like, you know, we were closing it out. Um, but Matt, that's okay. I mean, he also did pardon, uh, to be fair, Patrick Brian Baker, uh, who that's was uh, convicted with two other people for the m- murder of Donald Mills and, and other, other crimes, crimes in a fatal, fatal 2015 home break-in in Knox County. But to be fair for Baker, mm-hmm. uh, his family raised 21500 at a political fundraiser last year for Bevan and Baker's brother and sister-in-law also gave 4000 to Bevan's campaign. The other two defendants were not pardoned, though. So only 33% of the people who killed Donald Mills got out. Coincidentally, the 33% that raised him 21.5 for him. 25.5, if you count what the brother and sister. Oh, that's in addition to the 21.5? Yeah, I believe that's oh. in addition to. Everything that I read had those two numbers separate, so I'm assuming that... It's 25.5. It's $25,000. I mean, if it had only right. been 21.5, I might have understood. Right, then, you know, then it's meh. But 25. 25.5 is... Right, that's a that's a number that's, that's higher than really. 21.5. But it, it seems like it's going to get better, Matt, because he, he did pardon Micah uh, Schodel, uh, who was sentenced last year for 20, 23 years in prison for... Oh. Raping a nine... Raping a nine-year-old child. To which uh, Bevan wrote that Schodel was convicted of a heinous crime based only on testimony that was not supported by any physical evidence and... He added that he does uh, not believe the charges against Mr. Schodel are true. Well, that's good. That's well, I, w- I would hope not that, if you're pardoning really the guy. I hope you're not going, you know, I think that this guy just raped a nine-year-old. and so I'm going to uh, let him go. I'm just going to let this one off. Former uh, Governor Bevern uh, pictured here not believing that the charges against Mr. Schodel are true. 
Right. Now, if I'm correct, I'm actually going to look this up really quick. Okay. Um, I believe that Micah Schodel I believe he had a video go viral where he was talking to somebody about it. I believe that's who that is. Oh, goody. Matt Uh, Hicks, uh, top, top fan, Matt Hicks. Super fan, Matt Hicks. Uh, The rebound for my eggy, egg timer, Matt Hicks, said uh, that uh, Bevan looks like a messed up Bruce Campbell, and that's... Uh, and uh, uh, Hampions uh, rec- uh, recommended the term outcumbent governor to describe uh, he's the outcumbent. His cumbency is no longer in. Yeah, uh, so according to... According to this... Um, Okay, so he's not the guy who had the video go uh, viral. He must not have pardoned the guy whose video went viral. Oh, okay. Um, well, th- that's a bright spot in the story, I right. guess. Um, we, can be, we can be thankful for that, Matt. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm thankful that he only let one pedophile rapist out. Yeah, and I mean, so to be clear, we, don't, we haven't looked at the evidence, and who knows, maybe he saw something and we certainly talk about the fact that a lot of people get railroaded in the justice system and that could very well be the case you don't know i will say that the one where they gave him 25k and that one's that one and they and he didn't pardon the other two he didn't pardon the other two right now uh just looking at this basic case uh uh case report from the north kentucky tribune um The victim was interviewed at the North Kentucky Children Advocacy Center where she described in detail the sexual assault she endured at the hand of Shottle. She had a report from a middle school student that Shottle had repeatedly sexually assaulted her beginning when she was nine. And then he let her go, let him go. Let, let him, yeah. That the, doesn't sound like the Shottle I know. Yeah, that's not the shuttle that Matt Bevan knows. Definitely, that Matt Bevan. Matt Bevan knows um, a kinder, more gentle shuttle. That is a. Uh... And uh, they said that shuttle actually testified on his own behalf and was unable to um... convince a jury that he didn't molest a nine-year-old. Right. So uh, Matt Bevan, uh, as Chris uh, Reynolds said, this is where uh, sovereign immunity goes poorly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And could you, the dude is upset and bitter about the fact that he lost a very close election that many people blamed on libertarians, uh, to which I say, if this guy is willing to pardon murderers and rapists, do you really want him in office anyway? Listen. Every other Republican in statewide office won their seat, except him. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's him. Uh, so, yeah. So, speaking of just a series of horrors, 
We aren't 100% sure, guys. This might be our last episode of the year. I hate to say that, but the problem is next Tuesday is Christmas Eve. Right. And the Tuesday after that is New Year's. And, and somebody has plans for If I time. know my situation, I already have plans for those times because I probably have plans for those times. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have plans for those times. Oh, I will I, be sitting wherever. I will be. And alone. I will be me to know soon if I have plans for those times. If I don't, we'll be doing uh, some special holiday episodes of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. But just in case we don't, if we do do a if we do a Christmas episode, well, one I need to know because I need to make sure that I pack it. But I have a very nice Christmas robe that I'm going to be wearing on oh, that perfect. episode. That's perfect, and I will be wearing, of course, a. Uh, stocking boot now that I'm Vermin Supreme's vice presidential candidate. That seems appropriate. Right. Seems appropriate. I, I will be showing off the massive lack of chest hair yet again if we do a Christmas episode. That looks really good and not uneven at all. Um right. but so for the for the um so just in case this this is our last episode for the year, uh we put together a little feature here that we call uh, the top 13 stories of 2019 that we've already forgotten. Uh, this is fairly self-explanatory. Uh, these are 13 <laughs> stories uh, from 2013 that we have already forgotten. Doesn't that we liked. It didn't so, really take a lot. So that pretty much was, explains what it was. Now, th- I came up with this idea a couple a couple of months ago, and... Uh, I was trying to figure out different stories and mm-hmm. luckily we keep very extensive show notes. So I was going through being like, Oh, I totally forgot that happened. Huh? I wonder whatever happened with that. We never did any follow up and neither did anybody else. Because otherwise we would, have done it. Um, we would have covered it. If it was being covered, we would have covered it and it was not covered. In some of these stories, we, we, I remembered them happening, but it's just, it was amazing that it was within this calendar year, much like, Number one on our list, the, the longest shutdown, longest government shutdown in American history happened in 2019. This has been a long year, folks. It didn't feel like it, I know. It certainly didn't for me. And yet, remember the longest government shutdown in American history? That was this year. That I was know. this year. That ended in February. That wasn't 2017. Mm-mm. That was this year. This that year's was, when that happened. That yeah. was literally. I, I this believe year. that actually started shortly before or after Christmas last yep. year. Yeah, and it ended in February. In February of it this was, year. Of this year, it was like 49 days, I believe. So it started less than a year ago from today. And ended 10 months ago. So number two. Oh, by the way, usually on a countdown. Jacob LaBelle. I remember I called it. Yes, you did. You were. Oh, that's right. I wonder if I still have that somewhere. I have the bets written. He was like to the day, right? Yeah, he, he was really close to the day. He was like, yeah, on February 12th at 8.32 a.m. Central. Eastern Standard Eastern Standard Time. We're gonna. Well, he'd do Central because he's in. Uh, well, that just makes him wrong. 
He's, he's uh, in stand. Well, I just got back from Central Time, and it, me getting back from Central Time, guys, is why this show is late. Because I'm like, oh, that's only nine and a half hours back. I'll be back by 7.30. There's no time zones. So, because I'm smart. By the way, so the countdown usually starts at, for example, 13 and then goes down to one. We're not doing it that way. We're going to no. count from one to 13 because I'm really smart. Uh, so number two, uh, of course, is the uh, Venezuela upheaval, which again, happened this year. Yeah, happened this year. Where, you know that thing uh, we've been talking about for 17 years? That happened this year. That happened this year. The U.S. was back in the other socialist the not as socialist socialist the 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 kinder socialist so the, the nicer socialist the yeah the u.s was back in him and uh the world seemed like uh it was kind of pairing off for world war three mm-hmm. picking picking teams for what would later be called the allies and the axis of evil by the mm-hmm. people who won right um yeah that was this year that was this year and now it's and, still uh, kind of ish happening but yeah yeah i was gonna say what happened with that it's still kind of ha- it it's it uh, uh maduro is still there the other socialist uh gallero gallero mm-hmm. yeah he's still there he's still i think it's, it's a, there's a little bit of a stalemate uh i am certain that you know dissidents are being quietly murdered uh right. all over I was gonna say, is there an official president there as of yet uh well it depends on who you ask so yeah, that's kind of uh, okay. So it's where we left off. Yeah, yeah, it's where we left off. If you ask the U.S. and their allies, uh, U.S. government and their allies, it's Gaido. Uh, and if you ask uh, Russia the, and their Russia allies. and them, they say Modorowski. And so number three, of course, Tide Pods. Tide Pods. Another Remember thing that the... hadn't that been happening for ten years now? Yeah, Did that kids, start with Gen X eating? The kids were eating the Tide Pods. Eating Tide Pods. They had Gronkowski from the Patriots, formerly of the Patriots, doing PSAs about please don't eat don't Tide Pods. Eat laundry detergent. Right. Please. Yeah, that was that was earlier this year. That was I, earlier this year. I mean, that year. felt like that was easily 10 years ago. That felt like that was back when I didn't realize I was technically a millennial and I blamed everything on millennials. And then I had to kind of shift and change to, uh, change to blaming the zoomers generation Z. Yeah. Tide pods that happened this year. Yeah. So then we have greatest hoax of the year also happened this year, but, uh, we talked about it so much and it became such a pop culture phenomenon. Dave Chappelle talked about it. It was, yeah, we're uh, talking Night live talked about it. It made juicy. It Smollier. Seem, yeah. Jussie Smollier. It made it almost seem like it happened so long ago because it Forever. became, yeah, it, it had just become the biggest pop culture, like reference. Some of our most popular memes on muddy waters media are all related to Juicy Smollier. Some of my favorite ones that I've made were either Juicy Smollier or R. Kelly, but especially Juicy Smollier. So, Jesse, for those who don't remember, Jesse Smollett, I don't even remember how to say his name correctly now. Jesse Smollett, I think. Juicy Smollier uh, was an actor. Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett, yeah. 
was an actor on uh, Empire who said that uh, in the freezing blizzard temperatures, negative temperatures of uh, downtown Chicago, two white men with MAGA hats uh, recognized him as one as a racist MAGA hat wearing homophobe who wants to kill a gay guy would know the gay guy from from or or he said or what was it the the f word n word from empire because that's yeah they definitely know all about the cast of empire because they're because uh, they're watching empire and uh yeah. he had he had bleach thrown yeah, they, on him and so, to, so, to, so to so to get rid of him they they poured a little bit of bleach on him just to splash him a bit and put a a, a noose around him but just a little and then they ran away into downtown Southside Chicago, Chicago. Downtown Southside Chicago, Chicago. Chicago. well-known for lots of white men with MAGA hats roaming around looking for F-word, N-words to take out. Because he went, uh, if I remember correctly, he went to a subway at for 2 a.m. For a sandwich at 2 in the morning in negative 13 degree temperatures. Decided to walk. This was the story the man came up with. Mm-hmm. So he definitely doesn't have a future as a writer. Um... Or a, or a playwright. Um, so we, uh, when this happened, we tried to be very sensitive. I remember we had, that was uh, the Bear Down episode with Joshua Smith. Yep. And we were all trying our best to say, well, if it happened, that's and terrible. And we certainly don't, and, and still don't, we don't endorse assault for any reason, any aggressive assault for any reason, especially not you know, giving someone a hard time because they're black or they're gay or whatever. We we are completely against that. There was just something that sounded a little off. And like Dave Chappelle said, everyone was shocked that black people weren't supporting Jussie. But they were supporting him. With their silence. With their silence. They were very much supporting Jussie by just hoping Jussie would shut up. Right. So my understanding is the FBI is still investigating. I, I think he's actually going to be charged with something. Like, that didn't go away for him. It's just kind of died down a little. Yeah, so I remember that Chicago dropped all the charges, um, and he had to, like, pay the salaries of everybody that was working on that case. Yeah, they dropped he the charges. But, Empire. but then one of the DAs was like, well, yeah, we still think he did it. So it's actually, which made it illegal, because they can't just drop charges because someone pays something without it being adjudicated in court. You can't just say, oh, well, we like him. So there's, I, I don't remember everything that happened with that, but yeah, that story technically is still going on, just not quite as white hot as right. it used to be. Uh, but that brings us, of course, to number five, Blexit, Jexodus, and Walk Away. I would like to talk about Jexodus for a minute. You know, real quick, before you get into Jexodus, when I was going through all of our old show notes and I just saw one that said hashtag Jexodus, I laughed for like five minutes and I said, I don't even care. That's going in this list. Jexodus. Here are the two things that have annoyed me a lot recently. And as vice president, I will definitely be addressing with the kind of force that one can muster as both the vice president and the president of the Senate. Uh, The uh, uh, two things. One is Matt and uh, a few of my, uh, Semitic friends uh, sharing with me uh, their exploits of going to their Costco's to get the uh, Blue Valley Bay uh, or Blue Hill Bay Blue Hill Bay um, honey 
Maple. Oh God, it's been so long. I don't even remember. Oh, honey it's maple, honey smoked maple. salmon, yeah, and showing salmon. me how they have lots of it and they just eat it whenever they want to. And I, I can't. almost had some for this show today because but... Costco hates this Jew and is about to learn what that's going to do for them. That that will definitely. All options are on the table for Costco. Costco. Uh, that annoys me. And the other thing that annoys me is Jexodus. Jexodus. Why don't you just call it Exodus? Yeah, isn't that the same thing? Exodus implies Jews. That's what Exodus was. That's right. When the Jews left Egypt to wander in the desert, which is kind of an apropos thing. So the the Jews are leaving the Democratic Party to wander aimlessly among the Republicans. Um, why Jexodus? Blexit makes sense. It's a play on Brexit, British exit. This is black exit. Walk away is just kind of straightforward. Walk away from the Democratic Party. Okay. Right. You're you're and you're still you're still seeing uh, reports on walk away uh, and a little bit on Blexit. You don't really see Jexodus anymore, um, but you're not seeing it like it once was. It's not let's leave, let's leave, let's leave. Now everything's kind of been inundated with impeachment and Jexodus. <laughs> yeah, Chris Reynolds is. <laughs> saying that's unnecessary it's entirely um, unnecessary <laughs> if you said the exodus oh you mean like with the jews right right huh yeah moses was likely a jew i'm pretty sure exactly chris yeah i'm, I'm willing to bet <laughs> willing to bet that moses was a jew hamp Yance, uh says uh costco is getting disrupted under supreme cohen admin i don't want to say they're getting disrupted um i don't want to say they're not though I don't want to say they're not. I want to say that. I want to say that they should just maybe consider who they're dealing with. That's all I'm saying. Just consider who you're dealing with, okay? Surprised you went with that photo. I mean, it makes sense for the tagline, but I really thought you were going to use the giraffe one. Well, I don't have that in the in OBS already, or I would have because you're right. That is, that, is, that is like that picture is just adorable. Like, and that is badass. Let me go ahead and pull that. Yeah. I, 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 I sent that. So this photo I'm, I'm about to show. By the way, if you're watching this, really, if you watch our show, it's best to get it in video at this point because we're just, this is a video. If you listen, if you're only listening, you mean? If you're only listening, um, you're going you're gonna to miss out on some stuff. But uh, I got to take essentially the coolest photo ever um, over the weekend. And... Uh, Matt's jealous as 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 he should be. Um, I got to take that photo. Um, so yeah, that's who you're messing with, it, namely the giraffe. Anyway, so so that happened. So Jexodus happened. They must have Jexodus backed because then we didn't hear about it anymore. So number six, of course, is AOC not knowing what a garbage disposal is. This I do believe happened this year because that was just stupid as hell and i do remember that, that definitely happened this year uh we were lucky enough to i can't remember where i got that video 
I don't know what if I a... pulled it off at Instagram or if I pulled it off yeah. YouTube. What but she a... was freaking out because she had no idea what a garbage disposal was. What is this? What even is this? I'm scared. And then she was like, is this environmentally sound? And it was like, lady, it's a garbage disposal. It's garbage disposal. Like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm trying. I, so let me check my privilege. Okay, I do. I am running for vice president alongside an ANCOM. So let me check my privilege. And let me, let me just, you know, I have to think. This is not someone who got here from a marginalized developing country. Okay, this is a this is a woman who went to was it Boston University? Yeah, I believe so. It was either she Boston lived, University or Boston College. She lived in the Bronx. She or yeah, Boston College. Uh she's well educated. She's been places and learned things. There's this, you know, right wing media stereotype where they kind of play up on her being a bit of a ditz and whatever. But she actually does know stuff and actually has experienced quite a few things, especially for someone her age. You've never heard of a garbage disposal? In all fairness, though, you thought that uh, ramen was pronounced Raymond. But I knew what it was. That's true. If she had said garbage disposal or something like that, I'd be like, ha, ah, ah, you didn't know it was disposal? She didn't know what it was. That's true. No, you, you Imagine right. if I looked at Raymond noodles and said, is this... Why is Rand Paul's hair in my plate? Waiter. Rand Paul's hair's in my plate. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. I'm glad that you went with Rand Paul instead. I mean, there's a few. Oh, yeah. yeah no, she's been beat up enough. Um, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> she's, had a, she's had enough. She's had a, a poo-poo enough year. That could have been number 14. But... uh. But we won't do that. But yeah, I mean, you know, oh, that would have been way funnier though. Um, but but um, yeah. So you don't know what a garbage disposal is. So that was a fun one. Uh, number seven is uh, E. Jean Carroll. Now, many of you might be asking, who is E. Jean Carroll? Not only have I forgotten this story, Matt, I've forgotten even who that is. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah. Now, uh, E. Jean Carroll uh, accused Trump of sexual assault and or rape in order to promote a new book where she talked about it. She hasn't brought it up ever, but she did put it in a book and then she talked about it a lot. She didn't talk about it when he was a alleged billionaire or when he was TV show host or running for president. Yeah. It was after three years of him being president that she writes a book about it. And then it's like, no, you need to believe me. Listen, shades of juicy Smollier. If this happened, it's terrible. 50 shades of juicy Smollier. 50 shades of juicy. If this happened, it's terrible. Okay. We against we at Muddy Waters Media, very, very against rape, sexual assault, even just being grabby. I guess that's technically sexual assault. We're against it. 
No, but I mean like unwelcome grabby, not like hey. And then she's like hey, not like that. Yeah. Not, not not like you know, wink wink nod nod. Grabby. I mean like I don't I don't mean like, hey baby it's cold outside. Oh well I gotta go anyway. But I mean like baby it's cold outside. Let me go. I'm it's actually summer. The I'm so we're against that. And if this happened, that's absolutely terrible. And we will never know. Because there's no proof, as far as we know. And it just, she she is saying that he did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. A few people have accused him of stuff. His own wife said that he did during their divorce trial. Um. So we don't know. Not Not the, not the new one. The old one. No, no, because she hasn't divorced him yet. But the, uh, uh, the, uh, yeah, we don't know. Through any yet. <laughs> yet, yeah. Speaking of uh, not being divorced yet, the smirking kid. The smirking kid. Smirking kid. The smirking kid from uh, Matt Bevan territory. The uh, white supremacist hate Nazi smirking. The smirking kid. kid. Yeah, he um, smirking kid. He and, a, he and a group of schoolmates. Like I remember this being this year, uh, and I remember this uh, breaking the internet. Yeah, because there were a bunch of awful Nazi white supremacist fifteen-year-olders that were in D.C. Uh, harassing everybody that was around them and harassing a group of Native Americans who were protesting something, um, and they. Uh, there was a video and a picture of the smirking kid went viral and everybody said that he was evil. And then. Well, because what, what it looked like was a Native American being surrounded by a bunch of white smirking kids, including one that was really close to him, smirking at him. And. Uh, and, and, you know, it looked like they were surrounding him and they were chanting and making fun of him. And he was just bravely, uh, uh, uh banging on his, uh, I'm not sure what kind of drum it's called and, 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 you know, and yeah. doing what, and doing a, a tribal chant. And right. it was like, oh, wow, they're really just being rough on him. Turns out the longer video shows that these kids had been, they were waiting for their bus at yep. like the Wash Jefferson Monument or Washington Washington Monument, one of the oh, Lincoln Memorial, yeah, something like that. Monuments. Yeah. In front of one of the yeah. things. And there were some. Uh, black Hebrew Israelites, or as Rashida Tlaib likes to call them, uh, white supremacists. White supremacists who kill. Uh, they were there screaming because they don't just—they mostly hate Jews, but they hate white people in general. And so they were screaming at the white kids and calling them gay. And there was, I guess, one or two black kids that were in the class with it because there were some black kids in the class, and they were getting screamed at too and being called all sorts of slurs. And uh, the the native guy. Uh, says that he Nathan, went there. Uh, God, Nathan. Oh, Nathan. Uh, um, with a G, I think. Anyway, God. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Anyway, so he went up. He said to diffuse tension, but he kind of went up in front of this kid who's being screamed at by a bunch of people wearing robes and threatening him, while all the adults are gone with getting the bus, which was really a genius move for them uh, to do, and. This guy walks right up to him and starts, you know, uh, banging his drum, drum and chanting. And this awkward teenager 
smirked. And the kid, like, so yeah, the kids were kind of like chanting along with it. Uh, Once he started doing I, the thing, they started chanting with it. Yeah, right. They started chanting along with it, but you know, they're fifteen, sixteen-year-old kids. And he went right up into the one's face. Who, if you watch the full video, he's just sitting there, and you can just see he's feeling very awkward about the entire thing. But he just had a smirk on his face. He had a resting smirk face. He had a. I'm not sure what's going on right now. I'm gonna give the most non-threatening face I can, and. You know, people have these little clips of where the smirk looks a little smug or whatever. And it's like, he was literally just like, like that. Uh, So that was a very interesting example of how media can take a snippet from a full story and uh, and turn it into something else entirely. And it's kind of scary that they have that ability to do that. Right. Now, here here was a story that was not even remotely up to interpretation of what exactly happened. And that, of course, is the New Zealand mosque shooting, uh, right. where the um, been great if I had written down some notes of what this person's name was, but he went to the two mosques actually, two mosques in New Zealand. In New Zealand, and I made the mistake of watching that video. I watched it as well. And there's a point where you almost forget it's real because it looks like a first-person shooter. Yeah, he filmed of how it. he had the GoPro and everything. Yeah. He he filmed it specifically to look like, or to look like it, it looked he, like Call of Duty, and 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 you, you're watching this because it went on for a long, long time, and and then you you at times remember this is an actual thing that's happening, where he's actually just systematically calmly killing all these people. It was horrific, um, and uh, and then he drove to another place. And and shot at them and then drove off and he's now uh, being charged with murder. But that happened this year too, and that was horrific. That was horrific. That was awful to watch. I remember watching that video and you had like some sense of detachment watching it because it does feel like you're watching a video game. And then when you realize that you're not, it's that's when it kind of clicks and it's like, oh man, I just watched him murder a yeah. It was it was absolutely crazy. Uh, Patricia Snell Cohen, my mother, uh, said maybe he was just practicing not rolling his eyes. I'm going to assume that you're referring to Smirking, Smirking kid, kid and not the New Zealand mosque shooter. I, w- I would hope. I, I One would hope that the woman who raised me, <laughs> whom I love and who loves me, was referring, in fact, to the Smirking Kid. Right. Not just because that would match that story a lot more but also because it really wouldn't match the shooting one. Right. So, but yeah. the shooting of people with resting something phases. Uh-oh. Uh, then we have, well, what's next? Oh, yes. Celebs, yes. Alyssa Milano saying she's not going to have sex with her husband Until and calling for other people. Until all the abortion laws were overturned. Until all... All of the, I think, one anti-abortion law was overturned. Was by the way, I I, I came up with was the celibate. By the way, which is much better than Jexodus. How about Sexodus? That ah, huh? that would be an example of better. That would be an example of adding a letter to Exodus and it making sense to even have to do it in the first place. Right. Saying Jewish exodus 
is like saying Jewish smoked salmon. I had a couple other things I was going to give examples of, and I'm not going to because I'm running for vice president. Jewish smoked salmon. Jewish smoked salmon. The salmon that I eat is for everybody. It's not just for the Jewish people. It's for everybody, but it is prepared lovingly by my people. In Brooklyn, I think. I think yeah, that's made in Brooklyn. I think. I don't know. It's yeah, it's packaged in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. So she said, uh, "I'm so upset about abortion laws that I'm not going to have sex. I'm going to be celibate, and then that way, and everyone, all the other women should also be celibate if we're pro-choice, and that way we don't accidentally get pregnant." To which the pro-lifer said, "That was." This is exactly what we wanted. Thank you. Right. This is this is what we've been teaching. This is what we wanted you to do. Right. So thank you for that. Yep. And then immediately upon realizing what she had called for, she said, no, women, you own your bodies. Go out there and be sluts if you want. Calling for Which a... I am a, all for. Go ahead, ladies, do it. A, a vajexodus, if you will. I think that's just an abortion. Um... <laughs> Supreme Spike 2020, folks. Um, Um, I'm not running. (laughs) Vajexit. Vajexit. Number 11. (laughs) Number 11? That brings us to number number 11, which uh, speaking of uh, aborting when Iran aborted the American drone. Uh, uh, that's right. When we were so close to World War Three, with once again after New Zealand, or sorry, not uh, after Venezuela, after Venezuela, uh, and after North Venezuela, Korea. suddenly the Iran shot down one of our robots, and World War Three looked like it was about. That to was going to start a war because Iran shot down a robot over their own territory, or now, possibly after- like five months. So there was a disagreement. Uh, the U.S. says, oh, it was five miles outside of your territory. And Iran said, no, 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 it was however many miles inside. Right. Because God knows if Iran was flying drones five miles off the shore of the U.S., they'd just stay there. They'd be fine with that. Now, if I remember correctly, and anybody can go and fact check this if they want. I'm not saying this is a definite Please fact. Please do. But um, I believe that we said nothing was going to come up there. We always say nothing's going to come of this. Right. I believe that we said that we weren't going to go to war. I believe that we, uh, yeah, I believe yeah. that we called, I, I think we called that one exactly how that we one ended. We call all of these exactly. This is why you need me as your vice president. If anyone watches this show. This is why you just need us as your news source, but. And, and vice president, and, and because if you watch this show, here's what you get. Two almost uncomfortably attractive men. Just amazing, witty humor, wholesome humor. Uh, <laughs> and then also, what you get is dead accurate predictions, sometimes years in advance, up to three years in advance, because we've been on for three years, up to. Um, on everything. Very rarely are we not 
completely right. And we will even say, we're calling this, this is what's going to happen. And then that's exactly what happens. Now, to be fair, we often are correct by taking the absolutely most cynical view possible. And it has it rarely fails us. Yeah, uh, it, the cynical view has really worked out It's just for us. really worked. I'm feeling good about it. The almost yeah. existentialist slash nihilist view of just like, it's going to be the worst thing and it doesn't even it, matter. But see, we haven't actually bet on the worst thing every time. A lot of times we bet on nothing. It's just a lot of talk and brinksmanship is what we bet That's on. That's a good point. So not necessarily it's not that we're the worst, that, just the know, most We're going to go to a nuclear apocalypse. It's that we're betting we're all, that both sides are going to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And then one day it's just going to go away and we're never going to hear about it again. Much like Which is what always happens with Iran. Like even with after after they shot down our robot, uh, they took over a British tanker ship, um, and then something else happened, and yet nothing, 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 nothing. nothing. Do you know why nothing's going to happen? Because no one actually wants to go to war. That's right. The U.S. doesn't want to go to war with a country that has. I mean, it's a much. You look at Afghanistan's population. You look at. Iraq's population. Iran's on a completely different level. They also have a lot more resources. Iran's a relatively wealthy country in that region. The U.S. doesn't want that. And Iran either already has or soon will have nuclear weapons. The U.S. definitely doesn't want that. That's why they put up with all the... all the, the from, from North Korea. They would never put up with that from... from a country without nuclear weapons. They would have already brought liberty and democracy to that country long ago. And uh, yeah, so that didn't happen. Um, speaking of a thing that didn't really happen, Matt this, Wright. This 100%, <laughs> this 100% listen, really happened. No, listen. Thank you to a poll from our lovely viewers and listeners. Listen, I just want you to pretend for a second. I can't believe you found that. <laughs> Okay, so some Russian agency has like all of our Facebook information now because Matt submitted our photos to That's this. Right. What would I look like if I was a a whore uh, app? And so we fifty nine percent of our listen, viewers no, voted no, for me. Wait, wait, wait! Don't it, don't look at the numbers. It. I encourage you, our intrepid viewer whom I love personally to not look at the numbers. Look at my hair. Look at my eyes. Look at, look my, at my eyebrows. Look at my lie eyes. I look at me. You, you, as I stated back then, look like you're given $5 BJs and back of the trailer park. I look like I'm going to a modeling. Okay. Show. Well, first of all, a lot of sleepers do that. And second of all, I've done some research on this because you tried to pull this on me while I'm out of town. And I'm like, listen, I always knew something was up here and I figured it out. This is Illuminati stuff. Okay. This is, you don't actually think Matt looks better. Okay. The evil eye or the, or the, oh, I don't know, or the watchful eye, they call it over in Bohemian Grove or wherever they, they cooked up this cockamamie idea that that Matt looks better than me. 
I like how you went that way instead of doing it from the lips up to the eyes. No, this is way better. Um, okay. The, <laughs> I mean, listen. This is this is this is elementary stuff. Okay. Elementary Chris, stuff. Chris Reynolds says uh, Spike is take home to mom cute, and that Matt is one night stand quality. Thank you. Your Thank mom you. says that you are the daughter she never had. Vermin Supreme looked at these photos and said, oh, I know what I want. I know what I want. Hmm? That's all I'm saying. Mm. Did he look at those photos? I, yes. So, <laughs> speaking of... So, before we get to the last one, uh, okay. we had some uh, people, we had Chris Reynolds uh, throw in a couple uh, okay. The Women's World Cup, which I believe the U.S. won. Uh, oh, we didn't yeah, report yeah. that. We didn't report that on this show, but uh, I believe that's what happened. The Area Fifty One raid. That was only a couple of months oh, ago. Oh yeah, let's bomb. Let's let's raid Area Fifty One. They can't catch that's us right. all. Right, uh, Sri Lanka. The Easter Sri Lanka thing. Yeah, yeah, the big attack uh, in Sri Lanka. Yeah. Yeah. The Notre Dame Cathedral, which I'm a little upset that I missed when I was going through. But yes, the Notre Dame Cathedral burnt down. Oh, it did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it burnt yeah. down. And uh, there were, of course, the the uh, the people who were sure that this was because of, you know, that Islam, the person named Islam decided to, you know, take down the Notre Dame Cathedral. Because I don't know if you knew this, Matt, but there are Muslims. There are some Muslims in uh, France. That's right. Uh, it um, couldn't possibly be what it turned out to be, which was just like an electrical thing or something. It was a problem. Like one of the contractors had an electrical issue that I don't know. Like they yeah, it was like it. it was like you know stuff that happens to old wooden buildings. It couldn't possibly be that. It's definitely the religion that's been around for twelve, thirteen hundred years, and suddenly decided to destroy uh, the uh, Notre Dame Cathedral. Uh, oh, and then the people that got mad that they that people raised money to rebuild it, and they're like, "Why didn't you give that money to whatever I would have wanted it to go to right. instead?" Uh, okay. Hurricane Dorian was this year. Oh yeah, well that was I. So I mean, I, I feel terrible for anyone who lost anything to to Dorian. Um, but I Dorian, I had a fun with that because I was in the mountains in uh, outside of Atlanta. And I went to this really cool bar mitzvah of my cousins. And then I got to hang out at a pool uh, at a house up in the mountains. And um, and then we went to That's the aquarium. That's when you went to go get the, uh, the cookies. Yeah, and we got the cookies. My wife got the cookies she likes. She got to go to the zoo. It was, really, it was like a lot of fun. And I'm hearing about all this t- terrible stuff with Dorian. And yeah. it turned out not to be... It was really bad in the... What was it? Bahamas, right? Yeah. That was where it did like the real severe damage, but the U.S. didn't really get it that bad, and I got to have a really awesome like ten day long vacation out of it. So mixed mixed feelings there. And then we also had uh, Aunt Becky from Full House uh, paying oh to get her gosh, kids into college. Admission scandal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. admission the admission scandal, and uh, I believe she is getting ready to go to prison. I'm not even 100 percent sure on that one. I kind of stopped following that story because I mean personally I didn't see that she did anything wrong like I mean 
it's the way she went about it. If you had just said, I'm going to stroke a check for the such and such wing and then you let my kid in. But she like did this like faking that, that, that her daughter was in a rowing team, kayaking team or some ridiculous thing. So like I get, I get the anger because what happened was she actually did rob someone else of an opportunity. Someone who had devoted their life to kayaking only for fricking aunt Becky to have her like Instagram thought kid steal your place in the uh in uh in 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 the admissions in the admissions and she's all like oh i'm so happy oh my gosh so happy this is my ass (laughs) couldn't see it but yeah i was gonna say you didn't show us anything i am not that flexible but it's it was there apparently Um, also uh very sad news dulap nelson has not been fed the future chair of the Libertarian Party, Dulap Nelson, has not been fed. Oh no! Well, here's the thing, guys. When I am vice president and Dulap is the vice, is the chair of the Libertarian Party, uh, we're both going to be getting as much leafy greens and bananas and mangoes as we want. Or there's going oh and, me, and smoked salmon for me. I don't know if it iguanas are herbivores, right? They don't eat meat. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. All right. Well, if 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 they do, then Dulap would also be getting smoked salmon. But you got to be careful because there's there's a lot of salt in it. But but that's just it's not right. And this is what, uh, this is not what this can't be tolerated in a libertarian society. So it's certainly we're not going to let it happen. Uh, Sarah right. Sarah uh, Tonin Brandon, uh, uh, top fan Sarah Tonin, uh, mentioned that uh, last but not least, uh, Matt and I met in person last month. That's true. And it we was did. magical. It was magical. We met in the Myrtle Beach Airport bathroom. True story. Yeah, that's that's how that happened. Um, True story. But yeah, the reason that uh, the reason I came up with this was a couple of months ago, or a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that there was this story that had mysteriously just kind of come by the wayside even though right. it had been huge news and everybody was talking about it and then one day it's just we just stopped yeah um but thank you to all of the internet trolls out there uh on facebook and twitter just and wouldn't Reddit let it die fortune and brought it back to life and wouldn't let it die rendering that one useless was epstein didn't kill himself yeah uh that was the story that really sparked the idea to do this uh but you guys brought that one back to life and it so, has been going on for like two solid months now yeah. with no end in <laughs> it was sight. Almost as soon as I had the thought, the internet blew it up. Everyone was thinking the same thing. Uh, excuse me. What about the billionaire pedophile who had all of the most powerful people on earth go to his pedophile island and was on trial and in the most secure prison, super max prison in the country? And oh, also... The camera was out and the guards weren't looking when he killed himself, despite the fact that they kept everything away from him that he could have possibly used to have killed himself. And despite the fact that his own family said that he was in high spirits about fighting the trial and then he killed himself. And we all joked about the fact for a freaking months when he was arrested that he was going to end up killing himself. Yep. So great job. um, This is actually a perfect example of how internet culture uh, can usurp the official government narrative? Because you're not going to... Until this all started, you didn't hear anyone in major media giving serious thought to the idea that he didn't actually kill himself. You had uh, 
God, what was it? The Veritas guys who got the leaked footage of the girl who was pissed. The uh, ABC anchor, I think, who was. Yeah. I had all of this three years ago. I had I had Clinton. I had Epstein. Yep. I had all of this. Yeah. And no, I couldn't. I what? I couldn't do it. But now, but now it's all out. And I didn't get my story. And she was pissed that she didn't yeah. get to prove that story. I would be pissed too. I would be pissed too. I would be extremely pissed if I came to you and said, "Man, I got this really big story, and it's going to blow everything up and stop a child rape." And you said, "No," and I said, "But I stream the show, and you can't really stop me." And you said, "Yeah, but all, but no," and I'm like, "Well, I mean, I start my own <laughs> that, network." I mean, that would have been the, the only. I would never say no. I know, I know. And we it's only not, really it have, wasn't a, as we I was only saying really it, I'm one like, sponsor. I'm not going to like use him as an example because I don't want that attached to his name. Yeah. But, but if you had something on Chris Reynolds and I was like, man, I can't let you do that to Chris. Like he's our main sponsor. And then you're like, yeah, but this is what he did. Yeah. But this is what I'd be he like, did. well, we'll just get somebody else to give us 10 bucks a month. If we're like this guy, I'm not going to do that. No, don't do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Chris Reynolds has never done anything to anybody. Chris long, Reynolds is not, Chris Reynolds would never. Chris Reynolds has done fly. nothing but help people to the best per- of my knowledge. Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney of law. Angel of a man. True. Angel of a man. Angel of a man. <laughs> we wouldn't have to not cover something that Chris Reynolds did because it would be like really good. It'd be like, oh, did you hear? That Chris Reynolds gave uh, free rides to grandmas to get home with the groceries. Yeah, it would be Chris Reynolds gave rides for, to people who were too drunk to drive home on New Year's Eve because he didn't want them risking getting DUIs or hurting people. Even though he's actually hurting his own business because they could drive and hurt someone and then they and would need a personal injury for- attorney. He's literally going against his own financial interest to help you because he loves you that much. Yep. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Chris says to take him down if he ever deserves it. And Chris, that'll never will. happen because that won't happen. Cause you're just, you right, don't deserve it. I would perfect. let you know beforehand. <laughs> There's nothing to let him know. I mean, that he, Chris doesn't do things wrong. So, so yeah, so I mean that's that's what happened in 2019. We may or may not have more episodes. Uh But yeah, so this is going to be so here's a preview for 2020. I'm going to be your vice president soon. And there's going to be a lot of changes that a lot of you may or may not be ready for. You know, I don't know I don't know if you're ready is all I'm saying. Now for those who don't for those who missed the uh the beginning of the show uh where I laid out my my 10 point plan, my verbal contract for an even better America uh which builds upon Vermin's four point platform of free ponies, mandatory toothbrushing, zombie power and killing baby Hitler. Uh this plan is my verbal agreement to you. This constitutes a verbal contract with you, America, the American people, whom I love. And I pledge that all of these things will happen in the first 100 days of the Supreme Spike administration 
or else I will resign and be replaced with Baby Yoda. Are you ready? Number one, eliminating all federal taxes, tariffs, and fees, and replacing them with a lottery, where the winner gets to sign the Constitution and or the face of any politician of their choice. Number two, also going back in time to kill baby Woodrow Wilson, ultimately makes killing baby Hitler unnecessary, but we're still going to do that just to be safe, because you never know. Number three, full legalization of recreational plutonium, a long time, Matt, of course, a long time muddied waters platform that we have. Um, and that one's serious. Number four, free cheesy bread with the purchase of any federal explosive permit. Also serious. That is a serious platform. Uh, number five, developing bullets that instead of harming you, do helpful things like relieve headaches and clear up nasal congestion, thereby finally bending the cost curve on healthcare once and for all. Number six, this one is actually, I think, my favorite, uh, which is why I wrote it. Number six, requires police officers to sing the Barney theme song to anyone they arrest, along with their Miranda rights, and the suspect will have to be released without incident, without charge, uh, if they cannot sing every part of the song in key uh, or in any other way do not portray themselves to be a realistic Barney. Number eight, number seven, right? Number seven, we will retrofit your ponies with 20 millimeter Vulcan cannons. Hashtag arm the ponies. Number eight. These are all real things, Matt. Number eight. Waffle houses. Every single corner. I do not care. I don't care if your house is on a corner. It's now a waffle house. Man, does that mean that you're going to knock out every single corner, huh? All of them. Waffle house on waffle house on waffle house. So there would be... Like right here, the before Waffle Houses. Yes, I'm down. Like I know we can get them bad boys up and running in 72 hours. If there's a hurricane, no one cares because you just go to the Waffle House on any of the corners. Right. Where do and you I'll live? Oh, turn at the Waffle House. Oh, Wouldn't that be every turn. Yes. Okay. GPS becomes super streamlined. Number one. Turn on the Waffle House, 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 turn next to the Waffle House. And my house is next to, in between, the Waffle House and the Waffle House. Like, are there people that think this isn't a good idea? Sure. Why? Do you want to, you know, is it is it safe to call that anti-Semitism? <coughs> sure. But, but... I I don't see the problem. I just want to say I don't see a problem. I don't see a problem. Um, I don't see the problem here. So, uh, and then number eight, uh, number nine, right? Number nine is the, uh, we will be impeaching every member of the Supreme Court and replacing them with the janitor. Uh, his name is Reginald. And he is, of course, our king. All hail King Reginald. And then, of course, number 10 is just literally a badger. It's just a badger. The policy is a badger, Matt. Badger policy. So good news. 
this Thursday, when you're not watching the Democratic debate because we aren't doing Demageddon. We are not doing Demageddon. No. We are not doing Demageddon. No, no. we're not. No. Not now. Uh, for those of you who aren't watching the Democratic debate, which I assume is most of you, and for those of you who aren't at Star Wars, which I assume is slightly less of you, no. um, there will be a new episode of the Writer's Block. First episode in a couple of months that's, of the writer's block. That's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Aaron Nakamoto comes back on and uh, joins me to discuss uh, the curious case of Michael Edwards, who has been locked up in prison here in Florida since 1993 for giving cocaine to his ex-girlfriend. The rest of his life. 60 years. 60 years. 60 years. Fun fact that a uh, little teaser from the episode, mm -hmm. uh, the judge that uh, locked him up said, I will see it that you will never get out of prison for the rest of your life. Later was convicted for a nonviolent crime of soliciting sex from hookers. Now we don't like being pe people being uh, charged with nonviolent crimes, but when that does happen to a judge, to a judge who's been putting people away for the rest of their lives. Well, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't happy. This is a preview of what my face is going to look like soon. When I apply. Hey, everybody, I'm. I'm actually Spike Cohen. You think I'm Chris Reynolds? That's what it's going to look like when I get that. Uh, you get when I get Chris that Reynolds, permanent makeup. Chris Reynolds asks if the writer's block is still a thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. It's yeah, just it's kind of thing. a special whenever uh, yeah. somebody wants to come on and discuss something specifically with me um, and is willing to work around the difficult work schedule that I've had recently. Right. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's good. I, I always love the writer's block. I am a huge fan of it. Um, I appreciate it. I, I have You've never been on the writer's block. Yes. Wait. I don't know if you have. I know I've been on My Fellow Americans, but I don't know if you've ever been on the writer's block. I know I Jason's been on the writer's block. I have to have been on the writer's block. You would think. You've been on my show. Right. And I've been on this Jason's show. On, and I've been on Jason's show. Or Jason's been on my show. I think I know who your next guest is going to be. He's running vice for president. vice president. Yeah. yeah. Vice speaking of which, okay. speaking of which, I have a now I have a special guest uh, tomorrow on my fellow Americans. Pretty exciting. I have vice presidential candidate for the Supreme Spike campaign. Spike Cohen, pictured here, discovering that he's going to be Furman Supreme's vice presidential running mate. Just a little gay, man. Dan Berman, Dan Berman has been on both. Correct. Yeah. Dan, Dan Berman has done the bifecta. That's right. If he can somehow find a way to get on this show, which only one person has done. Have we only had one? We had Josh. Yeah, Josh is the only one. 
Oh man, we should do that more often. So tune in tomorrow, Spike Cohen. Going to be on there, going to talk about his fresh new vice presidential campaign, really shaking things up for the Libertarian Party. Can he win it? Can he get the delegates he needs in Austin next year? Are you interviewing yourself tomorrow? Because to be, so, to, to be the vice president of the United States of America? So you're for the interviewing Liber- yourself. Libertarian Party? Well... I am interviewing Spike Cohen. Why would I put that there, Matt? Vermin Supreme's vice presidential running mate, Spike Cohen, pictured here being the running mate. So we're gonna have a great Wednesday, and then <laughs> and then on Thursday, day after Thursday. Wednesday on Thursday night, Matt Wright. Writer's block, Aaron with, Nakamoto. With Aaron Nakamoto. Aaron Nakamoto. And then we will find out together. Hopefully I find out uh, before, before I do. leave so I know what to pack. Right. We find out if there's going to be Christmas and New Year's shows. We're going to find that out because I'm going to press the issue. Of finding out. So but if maybe, not, possibly, maybe possibly, maybe another possibly, show next week. maybe possibly another show next week. And if not, then then I can almost guarantee you there won't be a New Year's one. But there, I we're gonna find out. It might even just be a short one. I'm already negotiating, and we'll figure so that out. Let's not negotiate that because that's really hard for us to deliver on. Right, it's a bad faith negotiation. Uh, yeah, that's what a it is. really bad faith. It's a bad faith negotiation. It's gonna be a short episode on Christmas, uh, and so yeah. So uh, if we don't see you, then have a happy, merry Christmas. And beyond, happy- Spike needs an apprentice-like media vehicle to increase name recognition. I believe this is very apprentice-like, except tolerable without as many obnoxious people. We could have people on and fire them, though. I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, we just can't say you're fired. We could just say get out. GTFO. GTFO. GT, write the FO. GTFO. Just GTFO. GTFO. Because I have to go GTFO. That's like the worst. So if you don't see us, then have a great Christmas Hanukkah. I think Kwanzaa, if that hasn't already started yet. And then New Year's, in whatever particular order you want to celebrate those, probably whatever they are on the calendar. And Which then... All the same week this year. Right. Yeah, they are. So there's going to be a lot of fun times at Walmart. And then first week Tuesday, right back here, first week of January, for a uh, for the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where we will be doing it 2020 style. We got that 2020 vision. Get that 2020. We both got glasses on for that 2020. And uh, and then uh, sometime we were going to have a very Coppinger uh, holiday special, uh, but we had some conflicts of schedule. And so we are, to, we are trying to get a uh, very Coppinger Ukrainian Christmas special. Ukrainian Christmas special. So we're going to see if we can make that work. 
So we will let you know uh, Merry Christmas in Ukrainian. And uh, yeah, so Matt, if someone were to want to find out more about the uh, 10-point verbal contract with a, a verbal agreement for an even better America and other things related to Muddy Waters Media, where would they go to do that? Uh, well, if they want to know about the turn 10-point verbal contract with America, they could go to spike2020.com. Oh, yes. If uh, <laughs> they wanted to do the other stuff, the Muddy water stuff. If they wanted to do the Muddy Waters stuff, they could go to Facebook at facebook.com slash Muddy Waters Free. Mm, let me try that again. Mm, muddy Waters Media. Yeah, they could go to Facebook at facebook.com slash Muddy Waters Media. You could go to Instagram at Muddy Waters Media. You could go to Twitter at Muddy underscore Waters. You can go to YouTube at youtube.com slash Muddy Waters Media. You can go to the greatest social media experience out there today, which is float, F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P slash Muddy Waters Media. You could find all of our audio at anchor.fm slash muddy waters media. Nope. And muddy water, just muddy waters. Just muddy waters. Just muddy waters. <laughs> Anchor.fm slash muddy waters. I really need to write these down. And Every time you're like at uh I Instagram. Anyway. Yeah, it's 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 the anchor FM that gets me every time because I'm like crap, is that muddy waters or muddy waters media? You could literally and, uh, just write these down somewhere. I know. You would think I would just have it taped right here. It hasn't changed in months. Really? Um, and, and if it did, uh, you, you could find... just change it. Could. Yeah. Uh, and you can find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Muddy Waters Media taking over soon, the White House, um, or at least whatever part of the White House the vice president resides in. All official uh, White House briefs will be given through Muddy Waters Media. Yes. Official policy proposal right there. Actually happening. Um, so, yeah. So, guys, thanks again for tuning in. We will talk to you soon. TikTok so- is Muddy Waters Media. Oh, yeah. TikTok. Nothing on there yet. Nothing on but there. But that's going to be TikTok. changing soon. Going to be changing soon. Going to have some Probably fun. Passport. guys thanks again for tuning in we will either see you next week or next year and where we're going we don't need roads but we do need badgers When the days get shorter and the sky begins to pale When the winds are howling down the high wall cobbled lane I write my name in the sycamore leaves and sign it with a kiss I'm coming home soon The blue moon after next When the night is hollow And shadows crowd the lawn
When the doors are bolted and the curtains are all drawn, you hear my voice in the creaking floorboards and hold your troubled head. I'm coming home soon. The blue moon after next. I am the thing that stands outside your bedroom door and whispers through the keyhole. The hand that knocks, the face you pretend you can't see outside the upstairs window. If I am not welcome, you can tell me I'll disappear like mist. I'm coming home soon. I'm coming home soon.